I do tend to laugh. Ha ha ha. So that's good too. Cause then I won't be right. Cause I laugh loud. Oh, I laugh super loud. I used to um, get in trouble for it all Ooh. the time. Sometimes I still do at work. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do Just with like, like friends and family. Like they're like, shh. And I'm like, no, I'm going to live out loud. <laughs> they're like, can you not? And I'm like, no, nope. I can't not. This is who I am. Have you met me? Have you? <laughs> Do you know who I am? Please. The, the only instance where it's okay to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true. Welcome to the Hybrid Pub Scout Podcast with me, Emily Einolander. Corinne is not with us today. I think she's hanging with Groucho, the kitty cat that we have uh, posted about before. But today we have Lori Carroll with us. Oh, by the way, mapping the frontier between traditional indie indie publishing is what we do. And uh, yeah. Lori. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and what your deal is? So I'm Lori. I uh, own Jan's. It's a bookstore in downtown Beaverton in Oregon. It's actually just celebrated its 38th year, although I have only been with it since August. Um, So yeah, that's what I do. Okay. Wait, so you've only been there since August. Yes. Whoa! I know. Is this your first like book world uh, venture? It's not. Um, okay. My very very first job at a bookstore was when I was in college in Long Beach, California, at a used bookstore. So that was kind of started me in the world. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved up to Oregon, I found a book club at Borders, who's been meeting since 1998. And the person that ran that book club was really big in the romance world. And so she kind of she knew about the conferences, she knew about the cons knew about all that so I started kind of getting into the world and getting to know authors and going to the cons and getting into that world and I became a beta reader and then I became a reviewer for a review site called Rake Hell which did Regency romances and then I started working at a used bookstore in Hillsboro and so I kind of got to know sort of the publishing world the PNBA all that kind of stuff how to buy books and then and that's where I really got to know Debbie who was the previous owner of the bookstore and so then that's where the friendship sparked and kind of morphed into this so was there ever a real Jan there was a real Jan (laughs) (laughs) Jan opened the store in 1981 which actually is older than me so that's very interesting and then Jan retired in 2000 okay So I walked in, um, I had seen you on Instagram making Instagram videos, which was really fun. And so I walked into uh, Jan's one Saturday morning, which you probably saw uh, if you're uh, if you're a friend of the pod. (laughs) I was like, hi, Jan. (laughs) She was like. Lori! Yes. <laughs> and I tell everybody you can call me whatever you want as long as you come to the store. But yeah. yeah. And yeah. you said Jan number three. I'm Jan number three. <laughs> I'm Jan number three. And I and people are I actually had somebody yesterday, their husband wants me to legally change my name to Jan. Not change the store name. Change my name to Jan. Her husband wants you mm-hmm. to do that? Yep. That's a weird thing for him to have I an opinion about. So too, right? He's been at the <laughs> store once. So but He's yeah. like, this will make things more convenient for me to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Change yourself for me to understand. Change your name. Oh, my God. It's like, right. your name's spelled wrong. You should do it like this. Oh, you changed your name? Don't do it like this. I mean, <laughs> like it's not your business. Right? Yeah. It's my store. I get to do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm my own person. Yay! <laughs> so, wow. You have years and years of book related yeah. experience yeah that's fantastic it has been a crazy journey to get to this point and it's one of those journeys that you you don't know you're on it and then when you get there you're like oh all these things that you've been doing with your whole life all feed into this thing that you because I did um, marketing for small businesses and I did admin stuff so bookkeeping and another job of mine it's just like everything's just perfect into a bookstore owner so it's been great Dang. Okay. So, well, let's start from the beginning. Okay. You uh, were in Long Beach and you worked at a, on a used bookstore. Was that something you always like sought out as a kid? Zero. I did not start reading until I was in uh, senior in high school, 17 years old. I had to do a book for um, a book report in senior English. And my friend handed me a book. She was named after Shauna by Kathleen E. Woodowis classic 1970s bodice ripper Mm. Um, and so I did the book report on that and 
it sparked the reading and that was the first crazy so then I was looking for bookstores and I went to college and there was one right next door to the college and so off I went so um I was a romance reader and I was going to school for women's studies which is not two things that go together oh oh, yeah but um so I guess not it doesn't and it was really hard to maintain being a romance reader but I figured it out and then um just moved up here I think it's evolved a bit yes (laughs) it's evolved quite a bit from the original where like I can't even go back and read some of the 70s stuff now even though I read it at the beginning too rapey oh my god it's so rapey (laughs) (laughs) and like and I think about some of the books I read and I'm like wow no she literally (laughs) said no until the end and Uh, now she's in love with him no that's so sad um i have a long list of books i can't reread because i know i will hate them in my heart and i still have love for them because they were part of my growing to be a love of reading yeah um so yeah so there's that and then uh moved up here in 2004 and i had like no friends because i didn't know anybody here Cool. Just so, yeah. Just decided to do a new thing. <laughs> um, it was the cheapest apartment in the country. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I was. I was. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just the very <laughs> idea. No longer the case. But in 2000, in early 2004, uh, when I was desperately needing to get away from family and history so that I could grow personally, I looked everywhere across the country i was originally going to be a bartender in new orleans which was an interesting life decision um but they were more expensive portland had the cheapest one so here i came wow and yeah and then you started going to bookstores to make friends yeah i went and met marcy who was the bookstore buyer at borders uh, for romance and um that and then found the book club and then went to the I mean it just sparked this whole thing it was pretty crazy so are most of your uh, romance author con connections um, in the traditional publishing vein or are you getting more into self-publishers or how's that work that's well you since you're mapping it is uh, that's, very, that's you what I'm should doing. know <laughs> in 2005 when I first got into the world it was all um, mass-produced publishing it was there was no self-published people then Um, and it's been a very interesting as I'm sure most people listening to this podcast know it's been very interesting to watch the transition of opportunities for authors now Um, and especially when self-pubbing first came out when it was first a thing and and then it was kind of a dirty word right and I was like no I'm not a self-publisher I publish with the big five (laughs) and it's like you know what however you want to get your book out there honey like do it Mm -hmm. so um so at the beginning it was all the big publishers, and then uh, slowly transitioned over the last, I don't know, how many years, 14 years, that it's probably more self-publishing now than uh, than before. Oh, for sure. We've had a couple of, uh, of uh, self-published author, uh, ghostwriter, wrangler, editors yeah. on. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll send you those episodes to go back and listen yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. Like I think I saw a couple of the names, and I was like, oh, I'll have to go listen to well, them. Let's just say episodes, I think it was 14, I had to cut an hour of. Oh, <laughs> and not because it was super filthy, because we kept in a lot of you the filthy parts. Of fun. It was just too much laughing. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand that. It's, I mean, um, so there are many subgenres of romance. Like, what, so what many. are your favorites? Well, for various reasons, for various you can mix reasons. in the ra- reasons and not tell us why. Well, and I can absolutely, <laughs> I, I talk about this all day long because. Um, I am one of those people that has no shame. Like there is no, like when I started reading romance, that was still considered naughty. And that was the basic romance. And I was the one that was like, no, here's my cover of my half naked woman. See, that's where your women's studies thing comes in. Exactly. It it tied together eventually. Completely sex positive. No judgment on whatever you choose to do. It's your life. Be happy. Um, so that was my sort of thing. So I, um, when I started reading, I had a whole 40 year history to catch up on. And I, I typed in and I did it. I did my historical, I did my contemporary, did all of that. And then I kind of got tired of all of it and I needed to go outside of the mainstream. And this is where most of my authors these days are self pub because I am not a mainstream reader. Um, I moved into the male, male romance, okay, which yeah. is 
fascinating. And I tell everybody the reason is because most contemporaries nowadays, and this this could sound really bad, and I hate if it sounds judgy, but most contemporaries, if there are two white people that are in a semi-white middle-class environment, why aren't they together? You, I, I don't have any reason for them not to be together in that book. So everything just becomes this really forced plot device. Everybody's just being petty. Yeah, or they're not talking. And I'm like, if it's two people that aren't talking, I don't see this relationship lasting. Or Fair. it is, it's like so <laughs> super petty, like... Uh, you said this really wrong thing before I even knew you to somebody that I don't even care about. Like, why? This doesn't make any sense. It was really... So I had to, like, leave all that behind, and I went into male male because there are still really relevant reasons why they aren't together. Right, yeah. So there was that. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's getting... And that genre was really new when I stepped into it, and so it was it was rough, but... But it's a lot more mainstream now, and you can find a lot more. So that's been fantastic. But at a certain point, I've read most of what's out there. And then I had to kind of go into the uh, erotica, BDSM, all that kind of stuff to kind of get my stuff. And then I went into the young adult, new adult, because then that was angsty, fun stuff. <laughs> and currently, I'm into reverse harems. Oh, like all of us. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so, so say we all. Yeah. <laughs> But again, now I've come to the point again where I'm having a hard time finding something to read. So I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day that I'm looking for that next thing that's going to interest me. Mm -hmm. so. It sounds like you took a, when you started out, you took a very organized approach to uh, reading. You're like, I started with historical and then I yeah. moved on to this and that. Like that's, yeah. that's uh, not how a lot of people read. It's just like, oh, here's a book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read Let this me, book. I found this one. <laughs> I think it was probably lucky that within the first year of me reading, I found a bookstore to work for. And so, like, I had all the options. So And they were all categorized for you already. Exactly. There you go. So. All right. Well, okay. So you were in a book club at Borders, you yes. said? Yeah. So that was for romance. That's a romance book club. They what still are together the... today. Okay. So 1998 till now. So it's been 21 years. Do you still hang out with them? Mm-hmm. And so what's like the uniting factor there other than romance? There's so much to romance. Like yeah. who decides what to read and what to do? And we um, we all bring recommendations and we vote on them. And we're in we're in this like slump of really horrible picks. Oh, it's no. really <laughs> awful. And um, we actually have this offset. The group has been meeting for so long that at this point it's almost family. Right. And so it's not at this point it's less about the books. Right. But there has there's a small subset of people that um, we wanted to read the trash or we wanted to read the offset. We wanted to read something different. So we actually created this kind of other book club and we call it the book club AF because <laughs> why not? And uh, real hardcore real hard clubbing, total hardcore <laughs> book clubbing. We our rules are there will be wine. There will be cussing, and we will be reading some very difficult reads. So this last one we just read um, was a Peter Pan retelling with trans homeless youth and BDSM. Uh, wow. So. That's challenging. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I enjoyed it, but they, not most, most of them didn't. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this doesn't make me tingly. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so the, so you have like a subgenre of book club even yes. now. <laughs> yes, we, we created a subgenre book club. How many book clubs have you been in your life? Oh, oh um, it started with I lived with my grandma for a little while, and she had a book club that was doing the Oprah books. Oh yeah, so I did that one, and then this romance one, and then we started a YA one at the bookstore, and we have the offshoot one, and then we have so how many am I in right now? Three? I'm in three. There's a fourth one at the store that I don't join. Wow, you have four at your store. Yes. Or four at your store or four for you? Four at the store. Okay. Three I'm in. One of them, I know them because I'm there, but I don't read their books. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it sounds like you've made, um, I mean, I want to come back to some of these mm -hmm. uh, romance book things, but yeah. let's talk about your store a let's little bit. Let's talk about the store. Okay. <laughs> so it sounds like you've made it into a really like community community oriented space can you talk about like how and why you've done that uh, yes and I can talk about that for a very long Please. time so shut me up should I go on too long um so I me as a person 
love people. I'm an extreme extrovert. And I am. Um, yes. Yeah. It's rare to find that <laughs> with book people. Right. Usually and then you end up taking over everything. And then you're like, I'm sorry, shy people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in general in life, I'm always like the kind that's bringing people together. And the thing with bookstores, so this is the tangent of what bookstores in general is like. Used bookstores are actually increasing in their numbers. We are going back in a world where people aren't as happy with ebooks as they are with just physical books. So that's great, but that's not necessarily enough to keep a bookstore going. So the bookstores that are surviving are the ones that are creating a community or creating a niche. So in Southern California, you have like the ripped bodice who right. is the romance. I was going to ask yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Have you been there? I haven't been there. It's on I your list. Too. <laughs> but there's also, there's like a mystery bookstore. I think there's a sci-fi bookstore. And so like California has done this where it's really niche bookstores, but everywhere else it's just like, they do like open mic nights and comedy things. And so it's creating an environment where people come for reasons outside of books and buy things besides books. So I knew that going in, one, I love events, I love people, I love to be surrounded by people all the time. So I was like, I want to have events five nights a week, and that is what I want to do. And I want everybody to feel, this is another thing coming from a background where I was not always having the money, I wanted people to feel that they could come to the bookstore, even if they couldn't buy anything. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so just like hang out. I have my coffee of the day that I do, so I just do, so there's always cup of coffee, I have water, I have a bathroom, I have chairs, I have all this stuff, and it's like, just come and hang out. And just feel comfortable. That's nice. Yeah. So I that was that. the that was the ha- the why, and then the how um, was I have these really two comfortable chairs at the beginning at the front of the store, and that seems to be that everybody just comes in. I'm usually sitting there with a book and a cup of coffee, <laughs> and they come and they sit down and they talk to me. Yeah. And hang out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then events. I have a ton of events. Yeah. If you follow the bookstore, you see that I do events like every weekend and you had a yeah <laughs> and you had a uh, local publisher today right mm-hmm. were they local they are washington tell me a little bit about so them. so they are clockwork dragon publishing and i don't know the backstory of why they started this publishing house but a friend of mine was at a game convention board game convention okay and she met him and found out he was an author and then so she tagged us up and i had him come down and they do um, oh, their tagline is so great. I wish I had their card with me. Curious science fiction and fantasy for the, and I can't remember the way they finish it. But Okay, it's, so I'll it's, look it up. Yeah, it's, um, there's a steampunk series. There's a goth series. There's a young adult fairy series. There's, um, they do a literary book every year where they put in different, it's an anthology and the proceeds go to pause up in, um, Washington. Yeah. And so they do like a, they'll take a literary figure. Their first one was Shakespeare and just goes punk. So everybody (laughs) takes a Shakespeare story and turns it punk. Then they did Edgar Allan Poe goes punk. And then they did, oh, I don't remember the next one. Horatio maybe. I don't know. But anyway, so a bunch of different types of, but all science fiction and fantasy. Nice. And so, yeah, so they do that, and that's who we had down at the store today. So if you, you're having a lot of publishers or mostly self-published people, or, like, what what is your uh, strategy for getting people to do events at your space? It has been interesting because I have a lot of, you know, people have reached out, and, of course, I'm very open to that, and so I've had authors, publishers, all kinds of stuff, and I also do a paint night, and I do, like, I did a wine night, and... Are you doing wine paint night? I Like those things yet. that people do where they're like, look, we all drew a sunset, <laughs> or we all drew kittens with sunglasses. Yes. <laughs> that is what it is without the wine, because I brought wine a few times and nobody drinks it. So we just do it without the wine. <laughs> They're like, it's too hard to paint. Right? It's too hard to paint. So, yeah. yeah. And then book clubs and um, all kinds of stuff. So That's great. Yeah. And I'm, I am happy with anything. So I'm like, you want an event? You just call me. We'll pick a time. We got you. Nice. Well, you heard you heard her. Local yeah. people doing things, doing the things. <laughs> Even if you're not local, are you coming to Portland? Reach out. Yeah, for sure. We'll give uh, we'll give your info in the show notes, etc. Okay. Yes. Um, give my details. <laughs> get the deets. <laughs> so, are you there every single day? Every day. Every day. Seven days a week. You love it. I do love it. Um. So. 
we uh the backstory of the story right 37 years in one location last august well last may we found out we were losing our lease and so we had to move in august so i moved into the new space in august and um what that meant was any information we had for sales anything was out the window because we were in a new location we were three miles away so october 1st i opened up um, Sundays and we were doing seven days a week. The previous owner was working Wednesdays for me, but now she's ready to transition to the next point of the life. But I wanted to have one full year of data. Right. So I'm only doing me personally seven days a week till October 1st. So I have one full year of data. Okay. Are you, are you looking forward to uh, getting <laughs> some help out there? I do. <laughs> and it, it's hard because like, I want to have a day off, but then like somebody will offer to give me a Sunday off or something, but I'll have an event or I'll have things I need to do. So it's not really like, I, so it's just in my head. I'm just like no days off. Right. So that I can be prepared and that I can survive. <laughs> right but, but you I have am, that you have that light at the end of the I tunnel i do i have that light i'm like i will have a day off every week <laughs> i will i will it'll be nice <laughs> well and i bet people are looking for you too because you uh, are very active on instagram yes i like walked in i was like i'm emily from instagram Hi. hello <laughs> so i have to tell everybody my story of seeing emily on instagram um she i don't even know how i followed you but i followed you and then all of a sudden she was on a road trip through roads that I was on last summer. Ooh. I was like, I know that M. I know that F in a hill. <laughs> there are so many of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> we went we went through uh, Idaho and Montana and Wyoming and back through Idaho. Yeah. And in Montana, there's just a letter on every hillside over a city just like to tell airplanes where you are, I guess. I don't know. It's like the Hollywood sign in rocks, except right? like more chill. And I still don't know why there's a letter on a hill, but (laughs) it's fascinating. So anyway, so I started messaging her and that's how I became aware of it. Yeah. I just assumed that you followed me because I was like a local person who was into books. I wish. I wish. (laughs) I wish that was my story. I I like hashtagged a book thing or like hashtag PDX books or something like that. That might be. I, um, I tend to, everybody that follows me, I tend to look at their profile and if they're local, I follow them. Yeah. And so that's probably why I originally started following you, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Montana letters were what caught my eye. Well, and you know, you called it like you have good instincts. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Cause I was Best like, that looks ever. Fun. <laughs> this is my friend. I need to know her. So. I mean, we've made so many like IRL friends <laughs> through social yes. media. Like he was on these, uh, my husband was on these forums um for weightlifting and we've met some of our best best friends through him knowing someone there and it's it's insane it is crazy and when i had i i had somebody i was sitting there late at night at a knit night i do a knit night too with people (laughs) um and somebody came in and they're like i follow you on instagram i feel like i'm meeting a celebrity and it was oh my ego was like, oh, hi, let me put my crown on. Um, I'm looking you up right now, but keep talking. You should. So, yeah. So, like, Instagram, people come in and they're like, I follow you. You're so funny. And I was like, that's amazing because I don't think I'm funny. And so now I tell everybody, <laughs> you good. should follow me on Instagram. I hear I'm funny. Oh, but you're you're way more modest than me because I'm like, oh, I'm really funny. Are you? I'm so funny. No, I just lied. It, like, I mean, I don't lie. I am funny, but I'm just not modest about it at all. I'm like, you guys should follow me. I'm pretty funny. <laughs> I, uh, I do I do uh I do find that entertaining because to me it's just me talking which is kind of when you're a super extrovert you want to talk to people all the time and I found that basically Instagram is I'm just talking to people all the time yeah and if enough words come out of your mouth sometimes they're good yeah <laughs> I mean, that's not the best way to approach life it's I will true. say it's true you have to be able to listen to yeah my best post so far has been i had a baby goat in pajamas come to the store excuse me yep how i had one of my customers has goats and she had just gotten some baby goats and And pajamas well she had saved it and it was starved so it was um cold yeah it was cold and i had just done a photography shoot that day for a business spotlight and the goat got a bath and she's like i think lori needs to have a picture with the baby that goat that had just had a bath so she ran him down there and yeah and so that video went crazy it was so much fun that's uh that's some brilliant that's some good friends yes <laughs> she's brought another one but i'm like we need to have all five of the goats at the store i mean as long as they don't eat the books right, right? <laughs> 
So how do you um, organize the books that you have in the store? Like, how do you choose what to put up? Like, are they mostly used? Like, tell me about your curating process. This is fascinating because I inherited inherited the uh, curating process. So, again, I have a long history, and we have an inventory system. And so it tracks how many times it's sold, how many times it's gone out, if anything. So, um most about 95% of the store is used and that is all based on what people bring in versus what we think we can sell so things that we have learned can sell are like cookbooks gardening that kind of stuff and it's very individual to each store because I've talked to other book owners and they have completely different people than me our number one is suspense our number two is romance and then from there it's like historical romance cozy mysteries fiction and that kind of stuff um, so when somebody brings in books, we just check it against inventory mm -hmm. and we put all the books out. We don't keep anything in stock. Now the new books that I actually physically have to pick is very stressful <laughs> because I'm always trying to figure out what is somebody going to buy? Cause that's an impulse buy. Right. That is something was on a shelf and somebody wanted it. So mm -hmm. I have to like think through into the future of what customer is going to come in and want this book and how many copies should I have? Instagram's good for that too. Yeah. Yeah. Except, okay. So I, or not for your, not for your buyers. Yeah. <laughs> or um, customers. My Instagram followers, I love them all. They are the younger generation and they tend to just send me a message when they want a book. Um, oh. my, my majority core group of people are, um, retired elderly and I love them all, but they are not on Instagram. And they're not going off a of buzz. They're just mm, going off yep. of like, this looks good to exactly. me. Exactly. Hmm. I'll take that. Oh, that's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, because you're not being told by the companies what yeah. to put out on your shelves. Exactly. Like, I will give you this. You, you don't have like, I'll give you this much money to put this on your front shelf. It's just like, who will who like will this book? It. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a hit and miss kind of situation. So I, it's been a lot of learning. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're uh, you're about to hit it better than you were before? Yes, or? I think I'm getting closer. I have a lot less sitting on my shelf for a really, really long time. I'm still, I still miss sometimes really big. And then that has to go back to the publisher. But do they listen to NPR? No. Oh my God. That's so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's like you can't even do Terry Gross. Nope. <laughs> no, there is zero, zero things I can. And they might have impulse bought it for a buyer. Yeah. So even like the ones that I know will buy, like Lee Child is going to go if it's on the shelf. Oh, for sure. But like Dean Koontz's fifth book in the Jane Hawk series, huge series. Mm -hmm. But his, I've had it sitting there for a while because they impulse bought somewhere else and then bought it. So they just aren't, they also aren't used to me having them. Right. So they're not going to you yeah. for them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's interesting. Um, I, I have been, since the things we have in the new area, poetry, mm. which we didn't, nobody used to buy it at the old store. So that's so. coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, I mean, even like with big bookstores, it was really unpopular for a yeah. while and now it's starting to starting to come back in yeah. people. I think there's one younger poet who just became fairly famous and he's been getting the younger crowd into it. So that's kind of nice. Is he an Instagram poet? I don't know. <laughs> I should know these things. It's okay. Corinne's not here to get mad about okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. She's our, she's our, uh, our crotchety, uh, host. Facts. <laughs> She's you like, these the whippersnappers <laughs> doing Instagram poetry. In my day, poets were real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's all right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm like, it's... It, Will Corinne know. listen to this? Should we not? Absolutely. Oh, I'm going to make her write content. Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, Corinne. I totally wasn't laughing at you. I was with, laughing with you. I'm laughing at you. Okay. I'm allowed, though. She's You me. are. <laughs> I've never met her. <laughs> well, you will. When so, we're friends, I will laugh at her. Okay, great. I, I, I'm going to take a little pause here to um, complain uh, about you guys because <laughs> I'm, I'm hurt because it sounds like you guys really hated my Irish accent because nobody left me another review. <laughs> I loved your Irish accent. Well, because I was like, okay, well, if you leave me a review, then I'll do it in the accent of your choice. And I was like, ooh, they really hated that last one because nobody's doing it. So if you hated it, I understand. But if you don't, 
hit me. <laughs> <laughs> somebody was like, somebody on social media was like, do Sean Connery. And I'm like, you got to write something for me. I, I need review. material. I got to be able to read. I can't like, just what read. Am I gonna, I'll read Sean Connery. Like, that's, that's all you it. gave me. That's, that's it. <laughs> no, do Sean Connery. That's what you got to read. Uh, well, I do mean, Sean Connery. That's just what I'm saying. Three words. You didn't do Sean do part. Connery. You didn't do the do. It's just one. Oh, do. no, he didn't say do. He just said oh, Sean Connery. He just said Sean. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's no help. That's ze- <laughs> that, that zero help. Yeah. So. I'm really glad I don't have to do voices because I don't do. Accents. Well, I'm not very good at it either. And that's OK. I mean, to me, that's th- that's me humbling myself before you listeners is I'm um, doing something I'm terrible at, but it's fine. <laughs> Uh, one Just of don't ask me to do like a Chinese accent because that's racist. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really awkward for but me. Is Irish, not a. J- <laughs> no, because I'm Irish. Oh, okay. <laughs> solid, solid. Yes. Any anything that I have a like some some heritage tied to, which is basically all of Europe, is fine. Okay. Yeah. Or if I don't know it, I'll just make it up. Because you can do that. That's like, true, too. I mean, prove me wrong. That's true. <laughs> it's like, you come on and do this accent. <laughs> Show me what I've done wrong. <laughs> JT was listening to it, and he was like, wow, you're so inconsistent. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were a radio star. <laughs> Except um, you, you should go listen to our JT Reads series, where he reads a, a reverse heron dragon romance. Love it. Yeah, you should read that. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw that JT re- read something, and I was going to listen to it. But well, I, it's I a, it's it. a, uh, Marie Robinson. She is also a local author. I will. Uh, Marie try. Robinson. Marie Robinson. Not Maggie Robinson. No. Because that is also a local. But oh. she's historical romance. Oh. There okay. is. I know another local author that does a reverse harem dragon series but i don't remember her pen name that that's under so i can't say oh you just right know now. her real name yeah it and might, i it, and it, i, I might, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that okay later. okay <laughs> <laughs> it's fine yeah all right so um but you should leave reviews because in this day and age reviews are what make everything. it break everything so um where if you like this re- podcast leave her a review Thank you. You're welcome. Where can people leave you a review? I love all reviews. I have am on Yelp. I am Google. Reviews are great. Facebook recommendations are also wonderful. As are the places that I know to look. If there is a place out there that has reviews of me that I can't see, I would love to know about that. Also, <laughs> ping me. Please, please. I will leave you a Google review tonight. Nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Yay. Yeah. Oh, we- I'm going to go back now. From the bookstore side of things, we're now we're talking about you again now. <gasps> um. <laughs> oh. Is there a segment that I can ask you questions? Sure, why not? Okay, but, we'll get to that later. But first, I would like to ask you about beta reading and cons. Like, yeah. I would like to know, as a reader of romance, like what your role in going to a con was first, and which ones did you go to? Oh, um. So RCRW is the Rose City Romance Writers. Do they still chapter. do that? They used to do a luncheon. They don't do it anymore. And I went to that luncheon for several years. Obviously, it was local. It was easy to go to. Um, then there was um, Celebrate Romance existed for about 10 years. And I went to that. Um, I've never been to RT or RWA Although I have wanted to, and RT is now gone. Oh, um, what did that stand for? Romance, Romantic Times. It was a magazine. Oh, and yeah. it was around for a really long time. It was pretty much the name in romance reviews. Like they were, yeah. yeah. So they they ended up closing up last year, and this year, um, Book Lovers Con was in New Orleans, and it was some of the people that had created RT did that. So okay, um, I have one I'm going to in February that I'm excited about, but it's not, it's interesting. It's just an author signing. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you just go and like find new authors and make friends and yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I am not necessarily always going for the author portion of the event because I am a social creature and basically I just want to go to hang out with people, talk about books, 
Oh, and I went to Emerald City. That's right. I did that oh, too. Oh, okay. Um, so I I love people. Emerald City Comic Con, right? No, Emerald City Romance, right? Oh. Yeah. See, so that's why romance. you need to tell me. Yeah. Because I was like, that's the only Emerald City I know. I, <laughs> but that's I, just my, my circle. I should, I should know that. I should know that. Um, romance uh, events are basically um, you have the one one big signing day. You know, all of them generally have where all the authors are there signing. And then the rest of the time are little breakout sessions where you can have a panel of authors talking about their writing process. You can have a panel of authors talking about um, research or something like that. Um, you can also have, like, with the RT event, they had reviewers panels and stuff like that. But I never really cared about the panels as much as I should care. Um, I cared about going, meeting people that were like-minded. It's incredibly powerful to be in a room of people that all enjoy the same thing. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, nobody yeah. is judging anyone for reading romance. No, When you go to a Comic-Con, nobody is judging anyone for cosplaying. <laughs> They're just judging how good it is. Right? Like, <laughs> how are her stitches? I don't know if that's the right color on the shield. Makeup, yeah. The makeup, you know? Like, that kind of judgment is not the same as the rest of the world. So it's just one of those things that I just love doing to be around and in that environment. Yeah. If I'm around, like, more than one person who likes horror movies, I lose my mind. Right. Like, I found out, uh, like, I was hanging out at a friend's house, and I found out that the other friend who had just come over for the first time also liked horror movies. So I'm like, there are three of us. There are three of us in one place right now. <laughs> I know a very, very small version of what you're talking about. Nice. I um, I have a friend's mom who was in a horror movie with um, Machete. Who's that guy? Anyway. Daniel, Danny Trejo. Yeah. I used to play, nice. um, I played D&D with his son a couple times. Nice. But I hate D&D, so I went and got a job so I didn't have to play it on Sundays. There you go. <laughs> He's very good at it. Though. I have avoided ever having to play D&D, even though I do play... Um, role-playing board games i just don't do They're magic different. or D. they are different they're fun but i'm just not D D and magic i've avoided having to play that i think it's because it's the length of time i have like a four mm. hour window oh no that's just making your that characters yeah <laughs> and i and i'm done after four hours yeah but Give yep. me a zombicide or a sentinels and we're good to go. Oh God. I know some people love it though. Like it, which is great. You mm -hmm. know? Like, yeah. I just have a short attention span and I would really just rather be sitting there drinking and talking to people, which is why I have a podcast. So, <laughs> well, you can come play games with us sometime because we make the husband run the game and do all the pieces that none of us like. And we sit and talk and drink while he's putting it all together. And the husband, the husband, Whose husband? Um, a friend of mine's husband. <laughs> <laughs> the one who thinks you should change your name? No, no. That's a customer's husband. Literally a customer's husband. It's interesting. No, we have a group of friends. There were four girlfriends, and we used to get together and just hang out and talk. And so then we started transitioning into playing games. And so for a long time, he was the only male we let in the world. So he was the husband. So the husband. He was the husband. Okay. But so mm -hmm. that's – we. We talk and drink while he does everything else. I mean, you're you're a romance fan, so like that could mean any number of things. It's true <laughs> statement. I do reverse harems. I just usually but one, it's reverse. It's reverse of that. Yeah. What kind of reverse harem? Like what uh, fantasy or all of it? All of them. I've read a space opera one. I've read um, witches. I've read uh, demons. I've read. Currently, I'm reading. Oh, it's a witch's one. It's a coven one. Um, I, there was one that was magic, and they were assassins. That Ooh. was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had a question. There, I've read some young adult ones too, which are interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a little, little weird reserved. for a sixteen-year-old to be dating <laughs> nine guys, and she's in a secret spy academy. I don't know. I was. I mean, that almost seems more appropriate sure. in a way. They don't do anything, so I guess that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's they're gonna do. That's another. If you're not thing, doing like, anything and you're dating nine guys, that just sounds like a successful like. That sounds like Quinn from Daria. Like, sure. <laughs> okay. Solid. Um. Yeah, I don't like. Have you read any bully reverse harem? Like no. bully academy romance is apparently the thing right now because I'd been reading it when it was like fantasy urban fantasy and yeah. enjoying it but now the big thing is like 
girl goes to an academy and a bunch of hot boys are really mean to her and she sleeps with all of them. I don't like it. Mm. <laughs> Some people really love it. It's really popular right now, though. And you hear all of these people going like, this sucks. I hate it. And I'm like, but everyone's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they must be doing it for a reason. <laughs> I feel like maybe one of them that I read had where the guys started out not liking her, but it, it never turned into bullying. Yeah, so, it's rough. I interesting. don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's sort of a revenge sort of thing. Or yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, well, you were so mean to me, but you, now you want me. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I'm sure someone's written going there's, to write a thesis on that. There's something for everyone <laughs> in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not about kink shaming. No. No. It's just not my kink. Exactly. Which is fine. Yeah. There's quite a few... Um, you go into the BDSM world and there's quite a few storylines that I'm like, I, I, that's not for me. <laughs> I'm and cool. not everything has to be exactly. For you. <laughs> I'm really glad that there's somebody out there that wants this. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Well, on the other hand, I think it's okay. I, I think it's important to read things that aren't for you with yeah. the understanding that they're not for you. You yeah. know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. Like the uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. Thing. And that was one of the comments that we had in our book club was just like, um, that you know this was definitely written for somebody else and we are just witnesses like yeah. this was not written for mainstream to now be educated mm -hmm. this is written for that for them to actually enjoy for them to have a book <laughs> that they are represented in and them to just be able to enjoy it so, yeah yeah and you don't have to go out and be like hello i'm here to make a speech about how this is valid it's like d d d no <laughs> zero <laughs> thoughts on that enjoy yeah. yourself <laughs> Just enjoy the book. <laughs> Just let people enjoy things. <laughs> okay, beta reading. Tell me about uh, how you got started in that and what it means. How did I get started in it? Um, that's really interesting because I think it was when I was reviewing. Um, I feel like I had a friend, a local friend that was a Regency writer, and she reached out to me and asked if I would read her books for her. And um, mm. then I had a couple others, and I met one of the friends through the book club too that she was writing her first book and she was just looking for people to give her some feedback and so that's kind of how it started is literally just friends that I had um I know other people that have actually reached out to authors or been a fan group and then then they're brought in but mine's always been friends that I've had okay yeah that makes sense yeah because I you think when you write the book you're not just gonna give it to strangers I mean some people do I, it's scary so I hear <laughs> Like, I, I mean, you have to really have a quite a bit of trust to just literally send somebody your work yeah. that's unfinished yeah. and say, here you go. Um, and every author is different on what they want from their beta readers. Mm -hmm. um, but I always, for me personally, beta reading, my thing is to point out any really big plot holes or anything that really, really, I think that like it's not working or a question is unanswered or whatever. But for the most part, I'm like, this is what I liked what I didn't like this is what I'm taking away from this situation is this what you meant is this what you meant <laughs> because if it's not if it's what you meant then all is great that's what mm -hmm. I got but if it's not what you meant I'm not sure you did mean yeah this. yeah yeah <laughs> wait I mean like what do you have an example no or it's been a very long time <laughs> okay it's been a very long <laughs> you time you haven't done it for a while yeah, yeah I haven't had that moment in time but that was one of my big things going into it because I'm like I am not the author and so what I want these characters to do is not necessarily what needs to happen. So I'm not going to tell them how to fix it. Yeah. But it's a fine line. Yeah. It's and I edit editing is a lot like that too. Yes. Yeah. So you can't I, I never wanted to be heavy handed. And so I always just wanted to say, I you know, you have to change it if you wanted something else because it's not how it came across. Right. Yeah. But um I'm not I you haven't done it. I haven't had that specific thing where I'm like reading it and I'm like, is this really what you wanted to come across? Typically at this point, it's now like, I really liked this point. I didn't like this point. I liked this point. I feel like this isn't answered and it's usually pretty easy. Yeah. I try to, I try to be like as, as, uh, uh, uninterfering or like as light of a hand as possible when I do self-published romance editing, which yeah. I haven't done for a little while just because. I wanted a life and I wanted to focus on the podcast. Whoa. 
what? <laughs> I know. You don't have all the time in the world. Yeah, but every once in a while you just see something and you're like, don't compare people's skin tone to food. Like, <laughs> like but, but, you know, that's as much as I'm willing to be like, I'm going to tell you how to think. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. That's a bad plan. People will be angry with you. I'm doing this for you. This is for your own best interest. Uh, how do you find new authors um to read to read yes in romance in particular so i have cultivated a group of friends um over the years and we've been reading together for a really long time is this your book club or is this a different this is different okay and and not all of them are friends like uh it's just different people that i've been reading with and they will recommend to me somebody that they it's been tested, right? Like I don't just take recommendations because I, this is another thing. Everybody wants to recommend the book they love, but very few people understand how to process what you like and recommend books specifically to you. And but that's your job. It's my job. <laughs> and, and I think I do a pretty good job at it, but unfortunately not everybody does. I have a great story about that. I will get back to oh, that okay, in a great. second. That literally just happened today. Um, so, but no, I have a handful of friends that we've just been reading together for so long that they know the books that I'm not going to like, so they don't tell me about those, but they tell me the books they think I will like. Um, and then I follow a couple of authors, and so every now and again they'll just have a recommendation feed, and I yeah. do that. It used to be really easy to find new authors. Now Especially when it's you just, just go to a so shelf and you're like, now. yeah. Now, yeah, when it's out there in the in the um, digital world. Oh, yeah. And you read ebooks? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you have to, right? I, especially in my genres. <laughs> I um. My my, I'm gonna give my 30 second ebook non lecture. Um, so here's what ebooks did: they allowed any book to become large print for people with seeing problems. They most digital readers allow for a text to speak option, which allows any book to be audible for people that have dyslexia or can't sit physically sit and read that long, so they can actually still hear. And there's a lot of books that aren't printed right now. So I am a fan of literally anything that gets somebody to read. Preach. So I that's my it. 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. But um, so, yeah, so I do ebook read, but I only read ebooks if I can't get them in print. Oh, okay. Because mm -hmm. I, I can still read print. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's important for you because you sell print. Exactly. So support print. You had a funny story about I did. recommendations. So today I, I get a lot of customers that bless their hearts come in and tell me about this great book that I should read. And I, I very, very politely usually just say, well, I only like romance. Um, and then they will go on to tell me about how it doesn't matter because this <laughs> is the most amazing book ever. Okay. And today I, I said, well, you know, I only read romance. And she said, well, it's not a romance because she heard me say that she doesn't read romance is what she heard me say. And so her response was, it's not a romance. And I was like, no, no, I only read romance. And then she literally said, well, it has a romance. I'm making a face right yes, now. Yes, I know. Her face <laughs> I is exactly. I had to <laughs> I had to delete that face from my face because <laughs> yeah, because you're a customer facing said it person. and I I so appreciate when somebody loves a book that they want to tell me about it, but I I was laughing because you just said it was a romance and then you said it wasn't <laughs> it's a like romance. Like you'll do anything to make me read this it, book, won't you? You just want me to read this book and I that happens to me pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. And I love people that are so excited about a book that they want me to read it. So I can't really like tell them it's not going to happen, but it's not going That's to happen. That's how I feel when people tell me to watch TV shows. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I'm like, I literally just watch the same TV shows over and over again. And every once in a while, I might watch a new one. Yes. But probably not. <laughs> I am <laughs> like if my brain is open enough to like accept new material, it's going to be a book. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I <laughs> or do a comedy. Have, right. I have a handful of TV shows that I watch, but people are all the time telling me about TV shows that I'm just going to love. And I'm like, you do understand. I read. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I've been watching more TV and I'm like, I haven't, I'm so behind on my Goodreads yeah. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seven books behind. 
I know. You need to hold up for two days. You'll get those seven books done. I mean, I read half of a thing this weekend. So nice. I was proud of myself. So I started reading. Oh, we'll, we'll have that conversation okay. later. We're going to have okay. the what are you reading thing. Okay. We'll do that later. Did um, you want to ask me a question? Is that what you said? I did. I had several <laughs> questions, but we were talking about something that I was like, oh, that reminds me. And now I can't remember. I'm what sorry. It was. It's okay. So we were talking about um, we customer were t- recommendations. Yeah. We were talking about. And then um, we went into beta TV reading. shows, and I thought that was that was what sparked it. Was oh, when okay. we went TV shows, mm-hmm. but it's gone now, so it's fine because that's what happens in the brain. Were you going to recommend a TV show? Well, <laughs> I was going to ask if you watch Shit's Creek. No. Okay. Oh, should I watch it? We can talk about that in a second. <laughs> this is this is my. I was gonna give you my recommendation on how to recommend books to people. Yes, great. So okay. this is. I have this conversation all the time in the store because everybody's like, "Well, what would you recommend?" And I'm not going to recommend what I read to everybody. No. But so the question is, well, what do you like about the books that you read that you enjoy? And it so is it. Is it the suspense? Is it the relationship? Is it the world building? Is it the characters? Is it? And then usually, so if somebody liked Jack Reacher, this super spy guy that's going out to save in the world, an instant that you can go to is Stuart Woods because he has a Stone Barrington character that's very dissimilar, or Kai Custer, Dirk Pitt. So you have these ones that you can learn from everybody. You don't have to read them. You just you talk to all your customers and you find out things that they like similarly, and then you can recommend them. Versus somebody came in and they were talking about um, she needed a book for a friend for a birthday and she likes thought-provoking literary fiction. And I was oh like, boy. wow. That narrows it down. Very <laughs> so I'm going through the store and I'm pulling books and, you know, um, Frederick Bachman, Anthony Doerr. She's like, yeah, we read that. Yeah, we read that. Yeah, And literally 10 books in, they had read every book that oh I thought to recommend. God. And I was like, well, at least you know I'm recommending the books you like. She's like, you're hitting it. <laughs> That's like a nightmare. <laughs> I finally landed her on Coyote Blue by Christopher Moore. So oh, JT has read that. There we go. <laughs> that's so. wait, wait, that's hard hitting literary fiction. Well, it's thought provoking. Thought provoking. He's very, okay. he's witty. He's sarcastic. And again, I've never read him, but I've talked to people that have, and so he. I guess it's kind of literary. Yeah. Yeah. So, so hmm. that's your question to ask if anybody wants a recommendation. Well, what do you enjoy about the books you enjoy? So if you haven't read these books, how do you know how to, you just read? I talk a, to everybody. About, oh. oh. I talk to hundreds of people a week. There and so go. as I talk to them, I store what they've bought. How many uh, people come into the store? Like hundreds of people a week? Like, um, Yeah, we're 20-ish on average a day. So Nice. Yeah. 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 Cool. That's fun. It is fun. <laughs> How, why, what, who got you into publishing or interested in publishing? Um, gosh, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, obviously I'm going to go for the like cliche. I always loved reading books and, um, I thought I was going to be a writer for a while. I don't know. Maybe I still will. Like it's, everyone is, I think to a certain extent, a storyteller, Mm -hmm. Um, I was kind of more interested in helping other people tell stories. I'm Mm, sort of, uh, I mean, I'm interviewing people for a hobby. Like I'm kind of naturally a hype person. (laughs) I beta read because I don't write. Exactly. It's like, tell me more. Tell me more about that. I love that. Keep going. So I, I wanted to be in like social, you know, public service and that kind of thing for a long time. And then I am very empathetic, so it was hard (laughs) to do. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, I'm very good at writing. I'm very good at editing. Like, if I do say so myself. Um, I like to see the new developments in storytelling that are happening. I am a, e- I am pro ebook as well. I am pro digital publishing. Yeah. And so I thought books can be extremely helpful in making the world better. They can also, for the record, make the world worse. I'm going to boldly say that not all books are good and some of them are very bad. But... I wanted to be part of the good team. Yeah. (laughs) So I just thought that because of my skill set and how my brain works, that publishing was probably a good place for me to go. Um, And, you know, I wanted to learn some business too while I was at it. It's like, I don't want to be just, there's this big, like, 
idea of editing where you go and curl up in a chair with your red pen and your cat and your cup of tea. And I'm like, well, I mean, that can be fun, but also I want to learn business and like how to sell things. And well, because that's the part of editing most people don't know. It's not just correcting manuscripts. It's knowing what will sell. Yes. Yes. And well, you and you were talking about how to recommend books and it just made me think of like I do um, I write pitches for manuscripts for um, for our partner. Mm-hmm. So they'll want to, you know. Yeah. Um, and comp titles, like when you were explaining how to uh, kind of make that like flow chart to yes. what the person might like. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. It's just like, OK, well, it's like this. It's like this. It's like this. These books sold this book has a good chance of also selling. <laughs> so, you know, a little A to B stuff. But, yeah, that's um, probably – that's never been an answer I've given someone for that before, but I think it's more accurate. Like, I, I don't like being super romantic about things. Yeah. Um, because I don't think, for me, it's very accurate. But, I mean, I do love books a lot. I mean, if you walk into my living room, you will see. <laughs> <laughs> I think you walked by it pretty quickly, but you can take a closer look. Well, if you didn't love books, <laughs> publishing would not be the way that learning all those things would be. Well, because you. you certainly don't make money. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people do. <laughs> this is not the industry that a bunch of people are making money. No, this is this is a thing that you do because you have some semblance of sentimentality. Yes. <laughs> or... I don't know, you watch too many movies (laughs) and think you're going to be able to afford a brownstone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I left school and became an editor. Now I can live in Brooklyn in my own apartment with with, uh, exposed brick. (laughs) Lots and lots of exposed brick. (sighs) It's fine. Lesson A, no. (laughs) Of the new economy. (laughs) And the old economy. And all of the economies. <laughs> Every economy that's ever been. <laughs> I mean, otherwise we'd just be relying on patronage, right? Yes. And I think that's where we're going. It's so, so true. But, you know, extroverts will do well in that world. It's uh, <laughs> if, uh, if my patrons could um, physically support me, I think they would. Aww. They love me. so, And I love them. Well, um, yeah, it's good to have all those connections, mm-hmm. and that makes it all the more fun. And I really do th- like that the reason that independent bookstores are making a resurgence is because of the community aspect. Yes. We just all got so lonely that no, the yeah. book people came through and saved us. so true. Us. <laughs> like, we got to the point, we were so into just our computer screens, and that's all we were doing. And, like, no, we need we need to connect. Yeah, and that's so let's people do like that paper books. again. <laughs> yeah. Paper and friends. Yay. <laughs> that's the, if I ever start a book, bookstore, it's going to be called Paper, paper and, and Friends. friends. <laughs> I love it. All right, um, why don't you give all of the actual, like, information and plugs where people can find you? Oh, come and find me. So if you are an emailer, you can do contact at janspaperbacks.com, J-A-N-S, paperbacks with a plural, dot com. If you are a Facebooker, it is Jans Paperbacks. Um, if you are an Instagrammer, it's Jans Beaverton because I did drop paperbacks when I purchased the business in the hopes that it is more than paperbacks, but it is a transition. Um, and if you just want to come see me, the address is 12320 Southwest 1st Street in Beaverton, 97005. And if you want to call me, it's 503-649-3444. All right. Well, thank you for giving us your phone number. It is a landline. Oh, my God. You are so analog. I know. (laughs) And you can find us at hybridpubscout.com. Join our emailing list. We'll make it worth it for you at some point, I promise. Um, Facebook at Hybrid Pub Scout. uh, Instagram at Hybrid Pub Scout Pod. And uh, Twitter at Hybrid Pub Scout. And uh, please 
please leave us a five-star review uh, rating and review us and humiliate me with your suggestions of impersonations or accents to do. And if you're not going to do five-star, do a one-star because she's got such a sexy voice or something great so that people that read the one-stars only have fun reviews to read. Leave me a (laughs) five-star. was very convoluted (laughs) i do like a one i i I like restaurants that have only fives and ones yes because that's how you know they're good and the point is that the one should be something that's good yeah yeah i don't understand that because people like me only read one stars so if it's if it's still good (laughs) then your one star is negated oh my god Oh, we're going to have to talk about that more because I'm out of wine. Um, oh, so, we need wine. So I'm, ca- I'm calling it. I'm calling okay. it. Um, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Lori slash Jan, Jan the Third. Yes. <laughs> and thank you all for giving a rip about books. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.